Greetings, everybody. You are now listening to the sounds of something elegant and classy. How you doing, everybody? This is Chris Blunt, and welcome to Chris Talks. Um, it's another another banger um, out the works. Uh, thank you all for listening to my past couple podcasts. I hope to keep bringing you uh, interesting stories and interesting people. Uh, today, I have a um, I have a I have a, I have a new friend per se like i'm always i've I've told everybody in in the past that you know i don't really consider you like a real friend unless we had a one-on-one and so at this at the risk of challenging myself and also um being a man of my word i wanted to um reach out to somebody who i've never really had a one-on-one with and dispose it for everybody to hear um this guy and i have a bunch of mutual friends uh, but we never like you ever had the person like you have a bunch of mutual friends and you just never like you see them but you never really speak to them so like but it, but it interests you like you want to know people's stories and know everything so this is going to be a different type of episode in the sense of what you're finding out is pretty much what I'm going to be finding out like I've asked questions about friends on this show before but some of that shit I know this one I truly don't know so you get the real live like oh you know I don't know it could go haywire I could be like what the fuck you know and <laughs> It could it could all be you know it's whatever I think it'll be a good um, a good show man so uh, without further ado I want to introduce somebody um he he's out here he's from he's from Tacoma um, or at least I met him out here in Tacoma uh, we have a bunch of mutual friends together as I stated before he's a comedian he's an actor um, he has he's a couple other things that uh, that are very interesting in mind and we're gonna get into a conversation about a lot of cool yet weird shit today. Uh, so, <laughs> without further ado, Josh Heard, everybody. Josh, hey. hi, hey, how you doing, man? Thanks for that intro. Oh, you're welcome, man. You're welcome. Um, this is this has been, um, uh, this has been cool. Like I said, I always want to kind of like I've always wanted to talk to you. I see you all the time, and I'll be like, that guy knows a lot of people I know. Why haven't I spoke to him? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And so it's like, all right, let's get it in. And I, I thank you for um accepting that because I am random, and yeah. I reach out to people at random, and I. I've always like, hey, why why don't people get to know each other? This is we're in the age of social networking. Fear, it's yeah. fear. Fear. People fear. are afraid of other people. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think. Do you think people just are afraid of connection? We're getting deep. Yeah, wow. yeah. Already, yeah. we just dived right into <laughs> right the, into this to shit. All right, cool. Yeah, it. yeah. Fear. So yeah, people people fear connection. I don't know. Everybody, I feel like everybody's super protective, which is why um, I know some people when they when they have like a connection with somebody, they they run off. Yeah. For the sake of it. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, we're too close. Go away. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and they fear, like, they fear, uh, they fear success. Some people fear success. That could be, or, and failure. And failure. They fear everything. Yeah. People are yeah. just full of fear. That's, <laughs> oh man, that is why we have guns. All right, so, uh. <laughs> all right, tonight we are sipping on um, Beautifuls. Um, I had uh, been inspired by a friend of mine to kind of get back into it. Uh, so it's like beautiful for those listeners who are not privy. Um, beautifuls are you know one part Cavassier, one part Grand Marnier, and um, it's it's sweet and it's strong. And yeah, I like it. It yeah. catches you off guard. So uh, this will be fun, and this conversation is gonna get real lit <laughs> um, pretty soon, man. So first things first, man. What I like to ask everybody is, um, who are you? Like what? Who are who is Josh Heard? Yeah, for yeah everybody. Like, like people know you and people don't know you. How how would you introduce yourself? Like an amalgamation. Yeah, of like talk your shit. Experiences. Yes. And like All great, these like I'm a I'm like professionally insecure. Okay. Like, that's like, <laughs> 
I gotta use that professionally and secure. In like multiple senses of that Excellent. phrase. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm a I'm a improv comic. Probably mostly what known what I'm known for is doing okay. improv. Yes. But I also do stand up, mm-hmm. and I uh, dabble in pretty much anything that I I think is like fun and cool. Like I've been really into Dungeons and Dragons lately, and like nice. doing dungeon master mastering and like writing Word. stories for people. Uh, I also do a lot of photography. I don't know if you've ever seen any of my photos. Yeah, I actually have. They're really nice photos, by the way. I saw some uh, that you posted from the past weekends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been, yeah, it's been really cool and all that. Yeah, so it's it's good, and it's good to see. I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, that's I, one, one of the things that made me reach out because you, you have your hand in so many things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 like, not important in so many different fields. <laughs> It's like you're the very, you're the middleman. I'm so very amateur in so Jack many of things. All trades. But yeah, I've been doing improv for the longest. That's like eleven years. Of, so everything else is 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 pretty new. When did you? All right. So obviously improv would lead to stand up. So I want to start at the beginning. Like when did you start getting into improv? So when I was in high school, I lived out down in Olympia, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't live anywhere near like downtown Olympia. Okay. You know, go to parties and drink and smoke weed and do things that you're not supposed to do at that age. Uh, yeah. uh, some of my friends would go to this show in downtown Olympia called Fool's Play. All right. All ages. And uh, I could get a ride from one of them. And it was like late at night on a yeah. Saturday. And it was fun and $5, super cheap. And it was in this rundown building called Studio 321. It was like right. like uh, about as big as, you know, like half the size of this, this building the we're studio. in now. Yeah. And, it, yeah, and it was like sinking into the ground. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. Much like this studio. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and uh, they had a stage in there. And... There was a big post in the middle of the stage, so it was a terrible stage. Yeah. But uh, there were these guys and some girls, and they were doing this crazy, like, just improv that was totally different than anything I'd ever seen before. You know, like, right. we'd all seen Whose Line Is It Anyway. Yeah. But they were doing, like, their own stuff, and they were really having so much fun and being so goofy. And yeah. uh, it was very inspiring, and I, I was like, I looked at it. You know, so many times, and I was like, I, th- I want to do that. Definitely. Um, so then my friend Essa Hakarainen started an improv club at uh, Capitol High School where I went to school, mm-hmm. and uh, I auditioned for that. I got into that. Yeah. That was called Covered in Bees Improv. <laughs> A little nod to uh, Eddie Izzard there. Yeah. You know, I like yeah. my like my men like I like my coffee. <laughs> covered Black. in covered in bees. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, well that, that that that's the that's the what you're supposed to think, but yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh man. Uh, and then uh, after doing that for like a year and a half or so, mm-hmm. Fool's Play had workshops where they were gonna like let people come in and for free they would do yeah. like a few weeks of improv. Oh, all right. So I did that, and then after that were auditions, and I've been in. A member. I've been active in the group since then. So that was that's like two thousand seven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's dope, man. Like I am now. I happened upon Fool's Play through our mutual friend Chris Harris. Uh, when I first moved out here, Chris is actually one of the first people I met, and um, he introduced me to a bunch of cool people. And he was like, "Hey, man, you should come out to Fool's Play." And I was like, "All right, what the fuck is that?" And um, he was like, "I do comedy." I'm like, "Really? All right, this would be interesting." And I know, like. 
you know, I don't. Um, I always go to things with an open, open mind. You yeah. Know? And I and was, I'm a big was it fan a good show? It was. It was actually a good show because you know you never know in improv. It's improv, yeah. In improv, you get you get what you get. You know what I'm saying? But like, it was actually a really good show. I would go again and again, uh, just to kind of check it out and more so to support my friends. I think um, uh, he was there. Um, a good friend of mine, Jamie, was there. Yeah, I uh, love Jamie. Yeah, Jamie's real good people. That's my dude. Um, also, um, I was I was actually good friends with with Andre. Yeah, and um and Laramie's cool too. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. all those people, all those cool people uh, that were joining, and I thought brought a different flavor to it. And yeah. everybody brought their own style. And I remember um you were you were there, and you were pretty fucking funny. I uh, you went to uh I think they were doing like some wrestling shit, and you were doing like this character where he was like saying this like like a commercial. I want to say he was like. Like promoting a commercial while he was wrestling. Oh my gosh! And doing did, rude did ass see, moves. Yeah. Did you see FPRL, Fools Play Wrestling League? Yes, Fools Play Wrestling League. <laughs> yes, that's what I saw, and I was like, "This motherfucker is funny." That that's is... when I first noticed you. I was like, "This motherfucker is pretty funny." Yeah, that's and, such uh, a that's such a difficult <laughs> show to put on because it has like eighty something different pre yeah. pre made characters, and it's a it's a world that we build on top yeah. of itself. Other improv but I troops. Love that don't do stuff like that that's yeah. one of the reasons i love fool's play is yeah. they, they experimented with stuff like that yeah um i remember like being this well you know what it kind of reminded me of um it reminded me of my favorite comedic troupe of all time yeah my my favorite comedic troupe of all time is the state they used to come on mtv i don't and, know oh the state know. dude it's one of those things you got to go back watch it i think i most of it still holds up but they were much like, much like you guys, just a, like it was. I, I think they had like 13, 14 members of the state. Yeah. Um. Out of that came so many stars actually, and they all still. What I love about it is they still collaborate with each other. Good. good. Every now and then, I know they do a long wet hot summer. Oh, okay. Those guys. It's a lot of those guys are. Yeah. In it. Like that's pretty much the state. Got Everybody's it. in it. Um. So I know Michael Ian Black was one of the main breakout stars from that crew. Um and all and all them so yeah, yeah. yeah. so um they're really cool the state was fucking hilarious and I I just love their I love their style because it was all their own original jokes like much like Fool's Play Fool's Play had all their original type thing and so you didn't know what you were gonna see that night no. and and I liked that I liked something it was it was definitely edgy um you know there is the I meant to do that vibe about uh-huh. it yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I think it was cool, and I, I appreciated watching y'all, man. So like, I, I feel like there's, there's a couple places I want to go, but let's start about your um. Let's take it back to the beginning, as far as before all that. Where are you originally from? I grew up in Olympia. Yeah, I, I grew up um, uh, close to like Priest Point Park. Yeah. So that's not too far from downtown Olympia. No, none of these places. Oh uh, yeah. I went to Olympia. <laughs> And it reminded me of the nineties. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the grunge is alive in Olympia, I'll tell you. Um, and and then yes. when I was like eleven years old, I moved out to kind of halfway between Olympia and Shelton, which is just out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you know middle what, of nowhere. The yeah. Mud Bay Dog Grooming Company, like yeah. that. You know, sadly enough, I actually do know what Mud Bay Dog Grooming Company is. Yeah. Um, I just I lived in Mud Bay. His white friends, <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> they taught me about all these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now I was yeah. So I am familiar. I'm familiar. What was it like, like growing up in that that type of area? Out there, it was, it was weird because like, 
we're out there in the woods, mm-hmm. pretty much. Like everybody's got a ha- at least a half acre. Yeah. Whereas when That's when I was younger, you know, you nice. had a tiny lot. Yeah. And uh, when I lived in the city, I I wandered around, mm-hmm. and I would find like any like undeveloped land, and like those were the woods. Yeah. And we yeah. would go hang out and like build tree forts and uh, you know play guns with shit. sticks and yeah. like you know whatever. Absolutely. Build ramps, and then when I go out into the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. like the other kid who's on my block, there's only one. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. He like nobody leaves their house. Yeah. Nobody leaves their house anymore. I think um, kids used to play outside when at my age. I don't know how old are you? Like twenty nine. You're twenty nine. Oh, yeah. so yeah, man. You're. I'm thirty eight. <laughs> I'm thirty eight. So not- yeah, man. I'm. I'm like. I'm at that age. Like where you know we used to play outside mostly. I'm from. I'm from a different era. In that sense, man. So it's, yeah. it's interesting. So, like, I would say, um, when did you first like figure out, like, hey, I need to get the fuck up out of here? Uh, out of a the Olympia? Out of Olympia, yeah. Well, I think I I knew it very very early, and mm. I I kind of like we're gonna go back to fear here. Mm. I didn't get very far. Yeah. <laughs> You're like just a little bit. I'm gonna come to Tacoma. I had aspirations of go like going to Germany yeah. and going to like Europe and, and like studying abroad and doing all this stuff. And I just went to Tacoma. <laughs> yeah, hey, it it takes a little bit, and then you know you made it. You made it out to different spots. Um, what I was gonna ask, like, how did you? You know, you can do improv all day, but it's like at some point, you know, it does take a, a different type of monster to do comedy. Stand up, yeah. Yeah, stand it's up, totally stand different. up, stand up is. Uh, I've been told by so many people, especially my friends who do performance art. I mean, I used to do performance art. I'm a, of course, I'm a hip hop artist. Yeah. I'm a band member, but like you know, I know different poets yeah. and things like that. And we all sit around, and you know what we discuss? How hard of a job a comic is. <laughs> you know, we're like shit. I mean, everybody knows this song, or I can just sing a song, and people just assume. You know, poets. They can kind of like they can play on moods and things like that for that, but like comics, you people can be in different moods and you have to make everybody feel somewhat the same way, you, almost. You know, Tacoma has a um, a poet comic. Really? Yeah, Eli Fetzel. Eli Fetzel. Yeah, and he tells he tells poetry. He tells okay. poetry, and they're funny. Yeah, and I don't know. He's very charming. I really enjoy watching it's, him perform. Man, that's I gotta check about. I gotta check. I would say, and a lot of poetry is funny. A lot of poetry is funny. Whether you know it's even the, some of the quote unquote serious ones. There's always a hint of it. I think, with, especially with um, I think performers. I think every rapper wants to be a comedian. <laughs> I think every rapper is kind of comedian because you know we always come up with those like punchlines, those yeah. things that make people laugh and things like that. And we're just in love with comedy. I have. Been in love with comedy for the longest. I used to do um, just little goofy shit with my friends, and I think there's a certain freedom behind it. So the kind of comedy that that you're really into are, is this like storytelling, or is it like wordplay? Is it? Um, well, I would say I love like just witty comedy. Witty. witty. Okay. I'm I'm big in the witty comedy. I like. I don't get too much in the slapstick. No, no. I can't. I can't really like you know the you know the, the Gallagher. Like, yeah, I'm gonna smash. I'm it. not. I'm yeah. not really into that. I like. I like situational comedy because sometimes life, life is funny in itself. Yeah. And I've always, I always, at parties, I'm usually the funny guy, um, because I'm talking about my life. A lot of times, it's just me telling stories. Right. 
about my life and the things that I went through. You know what's you weird know? Is, yeah. is I think a lot of comics are not the funny guy at the party. Yeah. They're like the like the That's second, how I know I can't do comedy. The second or the <laughs> third funniest guy. Yeah. Because they have this like they know in deep in their heart that they're funny. Yeah. And, and they like they have they find the drive mm-hmm. to go out onto a stage and prove it. Exactly. I think it's a craft situation. Like like I'm not um from a hip hop standpoint, I'm not the dude spinning ciphers outside just rapping just a rapidly rap rap like i'm like nah man i take this here i go home and i write i come up with songs i come up with with ideas everything and then i give it my all on that mic you know what i'm saying you might hear me you might hear me rap in public for the culture just for fun but like you don't you won't hear me just rapping just a rap yeah um especially when i take it too seriously and i do want to disclose this if any comics listen to this they're like mm-hmm. josh heard he's only been doing stand-up for like less than a year it's, that guy i don't, I don't um, give a fuck <laughs> yeah. do stand-up there's there's so many more lessons in stand-up i have absolutely to learn. yeah yeah so absolutely. Many. um i want to say like i know it's the cliche ass question but was there a certain moment where you realize you can do this do do what Stand up. Stand up. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm still not sure I can do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually a great answer. It's a great answer. Wh- who are some of your inspirations as far as stand up com- comedy? I, um, comedians. I mean, I, I love a lot of different stand ups. Like, I, I, lo- I grew up like George Carlin and Richard Pryor. Yes. Were like my first favorites. I remember. Gods of this shit. Yeah. My grandparents took me to. Um, London when I was like 10 years old and on the flight they didn't have movies or anything but they had uh, uh they had Cosby's record on there word yeah and oh my god yeah no I know Cosby's such a hot man like uh, no, 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 no 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 I mean it's he was an inspiration he was like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie sit here and lie and say Cosby wasn't one of the greatest yeah he was you know what I'm saying like that's you can't take someone's talent away from them no matter how much of a piece of shit they are yeah like I think that's a, a, a harsh thing that we deal with in society in general, especially when we're dealing with talent. Yeah. People can be talented yeah. and a piece of shit at the same time. Right. And, and multifaceted. It, and it seems to have, like Louis C.K. Yes. I loved him. That's it. It, it hurt. That one hurt. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That one hurt. But it's one of the things where you're like, well, he didn't lie to us. <laughs> like, if you go back. And when you think about it, like, ah, but I love like comedians, like comedians get a chance to do something that musicians don't get a chance to do. Mm-hmm. And that's to talk to you in real time yeah. about shit and say things that are uncomfortable, yeah. that are really uncomfortable yeah. um, and not for the sake of not behind the beat. For you know real. What I'm you don't get the comfort of the beat. People, everybody stops to listen to you talk. Right. And I think that's something that's that's so powerful. Have you have you seen Hannah Gadsby's special on Netflix yet? I had not. I know I was supposed to um, watch that shit. Okay, but um, I had to do a bunch of shit, and my weekend was fucking crazy. Well, by the you way. gotta watch. Oh, it. Oh man, I gotta watch it. Here, I've not heard one bad thing about it. I have really, and from from other comics. Really? Yeah. Well, it, isn't it a thing like with with same thing with like rappers, like or or any artist? Yeah. Other other artists are going to be critical your, of art. Your jealousy is showing. <laughs> yeah, your jealousy is showing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hear people and they rap something and be like, "He ain't the greatest, though." Yeah. Like, man, get yeah. off his dick. Like, why? Why are you mad? Like, if someone does something great, why are you mad at it? You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, what's one of outside of that one? What's one of the, your like favorite comedy specials that you've seen that has totally taken you by surprise? 
Uh, oh, let's see. You know, my... I really love uh, uh, John Mulaney's New in Town. I think that's a classic. Um, that was, I think, his first special that yeah. he did. But so, like, when I love New in Town. Um, what, that's one out of Chicago. Uh, no, he did that in New York. I'm he did that in New York. Sh- he was working for Saturday Night Live. I feel like that was. He uh, might have done it in New York. Yeah, I know the one where no, the one in his town was Comeback Kid. Oh, okay. I like that one as well. But I love New in Town. It was great because um, I love just how matter of fact regular guy he is. You know, I think he was cool. He knows. I like comedians that know themselves. Oh, he's so polished. Yeah. Everything. Like, oh, every man. little, like, From facial his expression, yeah. the, the suit he's wearing, he everything a, is... Yeah. He's a straight guy with a bleached asshole. Oh, I yeah. I think so. <laughs> um, so, like... <laughs> and then, my favorite, like, lesser-known comic yeah. is Dylan Moran. Dylan Moran? Yeah. He's oh. an Irish comic, and he did okay. this... Um, he got kind of famous when he did this TV show on BBC called Book, uh, Black's Books. Okay. And uh, it's him and... Uh, I forget his name, but uh, there's a, another comic, a British comic. Mm. And it's very silly. Like, he's... I just... I don't know. He just, yeah. he just, he just itches a scratch that I don't get from American comics. Mm. Yeah. What do you think is, like... I don't know. What do you think is the funniest style of comic? Like funniest style of comedy what is your what are the things like i know you you do something different than what you're inspired yeah. by i'm but, but what what is what is what what hits your niche i like stuff that that is like smart yeah like i like to see the person on stage like to be the ringmaster and control the emotions of the uh mm. of the audience Definitely. like i like to see them take you to different places and bring you back and like a good comic is just a master of emotional manipulation. <laughs> yes. And then they get you with and they get you with the punchlines which are always just surprises, right? Mm-hmm. What I hate <laughs> are like I mean fart jokes and yeah. like easy low-hanging I fruit I don't do like, like I don't do like bathroom humor. Yeah. Like, I I just I'm over it. I was over it at five. Or like easy stereotypes. Yeah. That stuff. Exactly. Or just like Yeah, I hate the um I used to hate summer Comedy Central for that. Not not Comedy Central. But um B E T they used to be like the black comics be like, Women be shopping, y'all. Oh shit. I was like, Oh shit, nigga, bitches is dropping and I was like, Yeah, man, I, I hear you, man. You are loud. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And but I love that that intelligence of like I love sophisticated ratchet shit. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that's like my stick. As I'm not a comedian, but I've been often co- been confused as funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I've often been confused as funny, and I think part of that is because I think all all artists want to be like other artists. Yeah, you know yeah. I think you know there's a lot of like I said, rappers want to be comedians. Um, and there's rappers absolutely a lot of them. them. (laughs) I've seen some freestyles. It's been terrible. Um, so like, but it's it's just one of those things. One of the things that hits me about comedy is the the honesty and the truth in it. Yeah. Um. So many fresh comics Mm -hmm. are like, they're just swimming around, trying to to figure their stuff out. And I and I'm sitting in there, you know, watching them. And all I I just want to say, you know, just be honest. Like you have 
a funny idea here, but I can just tell that you're BSing me, so yeah. I'm not into it. If yeah. you just be honest with me, your joke will fly. Absolutely. Yeah. I think um I think for me the honesty is definitely cuz some people aren't aren't allowed to be real with themselves in like a one-on-one situation. Yeah. But like on stage, I I know on stage I'm a different person. For, but yeah, but it's funny cuz I'm on, I'm I am my most honest on stage. Yeah. In person sometimes and maybe maybe late nights if I'm talking to somebody and having a real moment, a real vulnerable moment. But I think on stage I can be my most honest in front of everybody because I'm like I don't know y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all everything. The you stakes know? are so low with Yeah, exactly. Audience. The stakes are so low. I don't give a fuck what you think at this moment. I'm going I I have the command of like I love that attention. So I love giving people like y'all came here to see sh-. like people love Gentleman of Leisure like not I don't think I mean I like our songs and our songs are cool. Uh you know, I I can't wait to give people different songs and better songs or whatnot. But I think the fun part is you got to see the live show. Cuz the live show we were we're kind of tongue in cheek. We make fun of ourselves. We make fun of performers in general and we talk to the crowd. Yeah, you're a fun group. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just all about. I was like, if you look like you're having fun on stage, people get into it. Now, are like, are there moments where we're, we're completely stressed and we're lying to you? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We're lying our asses off sometimes on stage, but I think it's it's always good to kind of give people that, and it cheers us up. I think the laugh from crowd, like the laugh, is heroin. Yeah. Like that's that. Oh my god, you you enjoy this. You love me, you know, and that's it's awesome. It's like getting a blowjob on stage. Oh my god! Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. Um, <laughs> I'm having fun. All right, so um, so anyway, what are your like? All right, all right, let's get into a little bit. Um, I'm gonna get into like favorite comedian, most hated comedian. Okay. All right, what comedian do you hate uh, currently? So <laughs> what popped into my head is, and and I. I hate him, but I also love him. Mm-hmm. Is Bill Burr? Why do you hate Bill Burr? He's an angry white guy. Because he's an angry white guy. Oh, okay, ah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> like there's something like I can see. He's surprisingly liberal. I can see his uh, uh, like the mechanical brilliance of what he's doing on stage. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, I'm this isn't funny because mm. you're you're just complaining. Yeah, you're <laughs> and you have no right to. Mm. Absolutely. Is there like is there anybody who you love who you think is like brilliant? Brilliant. Uh I gotta go to John Mulaney right now. He's at the top of the game. John Mulaney? Yeah. He's at John he's Mulaney at the is. top of the game. He's killing it. Who's and, who's somebody who's shocking people wouldn't think that wouldn't wouldn't think is brilliant. Yeah, you, you wouldn't think people who know you wouldn't think you listen to as a comedian. Well, I already I already gave up Dylan Moran. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, let's see another. Are women funny? <laughs> yeah, like women. Women are funny. Women are funny. Like, I'm fucking with you. Like man. Uh, <laughs> well, I already mentioned. I already mentioned Hannah Gadsby. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Like Maria Bamford is oh. amazing. Uh, she's dope. She's dope. What's her name? Amy? No, not. I, I just listened to Amy. Um, not Amy Poehler, right? Well, Amy Poehler I mean, is Amy Poehler amazing. is funny, but yeah, yeah that's she doesn't do stand. There's this uh, Asian American comic. What's her name? Uh, she's 
got a great special on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I think I know you're talking she about. She talks that. about um, Amy Wong. Yeah, Amy, I think that's Amy Wong. Yeah, that's a. Um, or Ali, 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 Ali Wong. Yeah. Oh man, I apologize. I think Amy Wong is yeah. from Futurama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ali Wong is is a comedian. Um, I just saw this chick. Um, her name's Liza something. Um, she just came out with a Netflix special. I'm butchering this shit, man. But like, she killed it. Yeah. She talked about. You know what's funny? What I what I'm starting to notice about a lot of like comedy specials is they're coming off like TED talks. Oh yeah. Like there's a lot of real shit. And that's what Real people. Moments? Yeah. That's what comics were complaining about with Hannah's, uh, mm. with her specials. They were like, "It's not comedy. It's like a, it's like a TED talk." But what's wrong with that? I think comedy has a way of reaching the people. I think one of the moments that I thought was so powerful, if I can think of a powerful moment um, in comedy, I remember when Richard Pryor was talking about his life yeah, and everything. He was talking about when he got burned and he had the heart attack. And that and is such a... F- th- yeah. Those are funny bits. It's funny bits. And, like, when he went to Africa and he was like, you see there's no niggas here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, wow. And he never seen a nigga again. And I was like, he lying, but I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't believe that shit. And I said nigga like 30 minutes later. Do but you like, know Pat Oswalt? Do you know Pat? Yeah, Oswald? I fuck with Pat Oswalt. He's You know what's funny? Pat Oswalt reminds me of like underground rappers that got too deep. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like, yo man, you forget it's still a song. Right. You still got to make this palatable for the for um public consumption. Oh no, he's so nerdy. Yeah. He's right up he my is. alley. I, I love, love him. him. You know what he's like? He's like he's um he is he is liberal Dennis Miller. You know what I'm saying? Like Dennis Miller used to be liberal. Dennis he used Miller. to be, yeah. <laughs> Dennis Miller used to, but he went, he went a little, a little extreme. I don't he know. He found what Fox happened News. They gave yeah. him a hug, you know, and he was like, yeah, yeah. But I want to, I want to talk about Patton Oswalt here for go a second. Go ahead, go ahead. Because Let's get back to him. his wife died a few years ago. Yes, yes. And at, like all, it was very, very sad. It was yeah. very, very sudden. And his wife was amazing. She like found the some killer like yeah, serial crazy, killer thing yeah, yeah. like a crazy killer yeah but um then he came back and did did a special and he took like 20 minutes of a special to mm-hmm. talk about like his wife dying and how that affected him and that mm-hmm. it's like his kid and like all of that stuff and it was super heavy mm-hmm. and it was very cathartic Word. i thought as a fan of his yeah and uh, I gotta watch that special. It was masterful. Yeah. And also, I didn't hear anybody complain about it. But no. when Hannah Gatsby gets up there and yeah. starts talking about how similar trauma in her mm. life, people are like, do, do you shut think that's because down. of sexism? I do. I think it is absolutely, absolutely because sexism, they don't want yeah. they don't want a woman. Woman, shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think so, man. I think it's a it's a um. We live. We still live in an old boys town. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's one of those things where, um, white. You know, if if I can be honest, with, with white supremacy is still a thing. It is. It is inherent in yeah. the infrastructure of yeah. our institutions. Absolutely, it's white males. White males. Uh, straight white males are still running this bitch. You know what I'm saying? And um, Trump has made them comfortable to talk sideways. I feel like you know part of that and. It's a, you know, I'm not mad at it, dog. It's the American way. Like, like one of the things that I laughed about when um, the election first happened, like, first of all, I had to cuddle so many white people. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> and I was like, like, I feel like everybody found out Santa Claus didn't exist. Yeah. And so they were like, Chris, 
I feel, I feel like because it was the Ameri- the first time America kind of got slapped in the face. Yeah. And so like, well, white liberal America got slapped in the face because it had been working out for them for so long, you know. And so like, they were coming up to me like, I just, I can't believe it. And and it's so funny because me sitting here as a black guy. I was like, yeah, man, y'all like 230-something years late. But, you know, welcome to the party. There's some free snacks. Um, the liberties are gone. But, like, you know, it's cool. It's cool. You know, it's cool. And I just think that it's it's really, I think it's an eye-opening experience. I think, if anything. Yeah. If and it any, happened twice in yeah, our lifetime. It absolutely. absolutely. When was the first time? Bush so? was the same. Bush, Bush, one thing, Bush. Trump is we that didn't think he was going to win. I know, but, but Trump is worse. But Trump yeah. is way worse. Trump is that fucked up boyfriend that made you miss your ex. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like you know what? Bush wasn't that bad. <laughs> like I kind of like at this moment I said it before on a podcast. Like I kind of miss those bonders of women that um, Mitt Romney had. Oh. You know, I'm like I'm fine with that now. Because yeah. uh, Trump is like Trump is when the comment section gets elected to president. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's honestly that. It's a reflection of where we are in society. Well, I got to tell you, if we're bonding yeah. here, yeah. that night, election night, 2016 mm-hmm. now. Yeah. It, it feels like it, right? Yeah. That night was doubly bad for me. Why? Because it was the night that me and my partner of five years Word. broke it off. Oh. Because as those election results were coming in, he was voting know, for Trump. No, he wasn't. <laughs> okay, he, okay. We, I, I'm a gay man, yes. and we were both oh, liberal. Shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking. I know. Oh, <laughs> oh so good. <laughs> to the audience. To the audience. Out to the audience. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we were both liberal. Yeah, uh, and you know we had champagne, and we were like, "Yay! Tonight a women's gonna be." A woman's going to be president. A, a woman. woman. <laughs> a woman person is going to be president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. and, then, and then the results c- coming in, mm-hmm. and we started drinking instead of to celebrate. Yeah. To commiserate. Mm. And uh, eventually, you know, the same cracks that were, you know, our basically delusions about how the country Damn. was kind of appeared in how our relationship was. Oh man, that is heavy. Yeah, and we, heavy. and that night we got in a super big fight. Yeah, and uh, we broke of it day. off. So, Shit. Yeah. So for me, like, yeah. that night is so memorable so and serious. terrible. That is wow. That is incredible. That's an interesting story. That yeah. might be the most interesting story I heard about that night. <laughs> Like normally, um, people break up after movies like Get Out. I saw an interracial couple break up after Get Out, and I was like, "Good job!" Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh um, my gosh. So that's bad. So if you're hearing this, everyone, um, Josh heard is single. <laughs> so <laughs> are you? Are you single? I am. I've um, done a little bit of dating, but it's it's hard to date in today's. You know what? I was, this, I was you know what I was gonna ask you? Like how I I I I understand dating and the complexities of it. Yeah. Um, how trash are people? How trash? <laughs> it's like I heard dating is trash. I hear men are trash in general. Men are trash. Men are trash. Um, how? What do you think is like the major problem with dating? Uh, it's. I mean, so in the gay community, obviously, there's been a long tradition of just like hookup culture. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, I don't slut shame or anything. I've definitely done my part of hookup culture. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. But there's this kind of shame mm. in the gay community, particularly mm. about like 
that and then on the opposite end of the spectrum there's this like over romanticization mm-hmm. of what like like almost a Disneyland inspired idea of what a relationship should be. I've always thought that romance is romanticized. Yeah. I said it in songs, <laughs> but I think I feel right like they're in the name. <laughs> it is. It's romanticized. I feel like we are all being sold a like we're sold this rhetoric, this dream. Sort of like the nuclear family. Yeah. Right? That's how romance is. Yeah. Nuclear family. And it's not. I don't think that's how relationships actually work. Relationships like, form somewhere in the middle of those two exactly, things. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a definite part of romance. I I'm a romantic guy. I like doing romantic things uh, with my partner, right? But like, you know, I know that it's not all sunshine and roses and blowjobs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, you got to go through some mood swings, man. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so yeah, there are things like that, and then sometimes you got to fill out fill out your vibe. Like, find what works for you. What makes you happy? I I had to learn that what makes me happy may not be traditional. It may not make everybody happy. Yeah. But you know what? It makes me happy and it's not actively hurting anyone. You know what's a, a challenge to dating right now, I think, is that a lot of us millennials, we don't have good jobs. You know? No. A lot of, no. A lot of the people I've dated are working two jobs. They're working mm. like 60, 80 hours a week. Yeah. And, uh, that makes it hard to find a time to just go on a date. Yeah. <laughs> like So that's it's pretty much the same as like the straight culture. Like yeah. with the gay community is definitely, you know, we straight people have a like this hookup side. We have Tinder for that reason. Yeah, you know well, there's gays on Tinder too. Absolutely. But like with the thing on Tinder, Tinder is supposed to be created for the hookup thing, but people are looking for real shit. Oh. On Tinder. Yeah, yeah. No, like, compared okay. to Grinder, Tinder is yeah. all about the romance. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um Grinder. Speaking of Grinder, how is Grinder? It's uh, the one thing I don't have. Grinder. Grinder's um hard to find chicks on Grinder. Go on. <laughs> Trans. I've seen straight chicks on Grinder. Really? I have. That's awesome. And I'm always like, what are, What are you doing here? Hey, what are you doing? You here? went to the wrong party. I mean I don't want to be like, in, don't be rude. If you want to be here. It's sort of like seeing like I'm gonna ask you about that too, but like, yeah, it's like, it's like seeing a straight cl- chick in a gay club. Yeah, fuck, are you doing? Well, here? they're there. They're, they're there to make a friend. Oh. They're there to make a friend. I'm in, I'm into ask you. I had a friend of mine who, um, because one of the things that I get all the time, like I am, I'm very pro gay culture because it's a good culture. Yeah. And not only that, I feel like in this day and age, if you don't have a gay friend, you are fucking up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are missing out on all the culture that is actually dope about life. And I think as a straight male, it is important to be an advocate for the gay community. Yeah. I think... I think it's it's important important, to be an advocate for... I think think so, because it's sort of like the Black Lives Matter moment. Like, I, I... Somebody was like, Chris, are you going to the Black Lives Matter march? No, because I already know. You know what I'm saying? It's not for me. It's for y'all. Oh, it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh. Black Lives Matter is for white people. Like, because y'all have to show us we matter. Well, thank not you us. for telling me because I thought, yeah. like, oh, man, I shouldn't go because it's not for me. No, no, man. You should totally go. 
Because it's for you to be like, because more white people need to know that black lives matter. All right. Well, I'm going to. I'm because gonna, it's about that. You know what I'm saying? Because they're killing us. I'm, like, I am going to uh, yeah. say that pride is primarily for me. Absolutely. Pride, <laughs> is, pride is a celebration. Black lives matter is not a celebration. Black lives matter is a plea to not kill us. Yeah. Pride is like, yeah. hey, we made it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we doing this. I want to celebrate it. You know? So, and I love pride. I think pride is great. Um, I know I get. I get called out a lot because I am a straight black male because being being pro-gay in a black world is always like, what are you doing that? If you're not them, you know, yeah. are you gay? Like, I've been questioned about that before. Like, it's just all types of things. But I love going to, like, gay clubs because f- I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't give a fuck who you're fucking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. It's yeah. like, can we have fun? I feel Good. like the Let's moment... The moment right now is is like about trans rights. Yes, more than, I think that's a big moment right now. I mean, now. gay rights are still important. Yeah, absolutely. But I feel like, um, do you feel like gay straight as a straight gay white male? Like, do you think they're starting to take that kind of like elitist approach to it? Because I, the gays I, to the trans, I was t- yeah community? to the trans because trans are sort of like you know right now they're the niggas of the gay culture. Like I feel like yeah. I feel like they, um, I was talking to a gay dude and we were talking about it and he was like, I was like, hey, can you be friends with like a, would you go on a date with a trans? And he was like, nah, he was like, I don't feel like fighting that fight. I was like, yikes, yikes, my dude. Like, and I get it. Like in certain cases, like, but there are straight trans and there are gay trans. Yeah, there are. Depending on how, and people don't understand that complexity of it all, you know, because gender reassignment and things like that. They don't get it. You know, yeah, tran- like, trans is all about your gender and but, absolutely, but sexual orientation is a completely a different word. issue. Yeah, I had a I had a piece of shit moment one time. Like I was, I was online. Did people. you learn from it? I, I did. Good. I learned from it. I learned from it. <laughs> it was one of the things I learned from. It. I've had um, piece of shit moments too. <laughs> oh man, we all have. We're all kind of terrible people on the inside. Yeah, but um, I had a moment where I was like. I was chatting with somebody online because one of the things I used to do anytime I go to any city I lived in was I used to try to find friends and personally and purposely try to find friends outside of my normal circle. Because you're, you're from New Orleans, right? Yeah, I'm born and raised in New Orleans. Okay. I am. You know what's funny? Born and raised in New Orleans. Quick side note. We were the first to accept trans rap. Really? We were big on queer rap. One I of the, have not one of listened the, to any queer. One rap. of the I feel biggest like I'm songs not representing my people very well. Yeah, it's, no, <laughs> it's it's hilarious and it's so it's so blatant. Yeah, it's um they we had a song in New Orleans called "A Punk Under Pressure," um, because they used to call gay people punks. Yeah, and so he was like a punk under pressure. And he was talking about giving head in the middle of the basketball court, all types of things like that, like yeah. like the little Kim of gay gay rap. And um, we would we just let that roll like we didn't address it, nothing like that. This was back in the day, and these are around some of your most quote unquote homophobic people, but we let that go. That's why Big Frida is so huge, because Big Frida comes from that culture, yeah. and we're very accepting of that culture, which is crazy, you know what I'm saying? Because in real life, you know what I'm saying. So it's always different. But anyway, as I was saying, I was um I had moved to a different city. I had moved. This is before I moved out here. Um, I had, was I out there? Anyway, it Chicago? was Chicago. No, it was a while ago. I lived in Chicago. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, but anyway, I I had I went through a situation where I didn't have many friends. Oh. And I was just trying to meet people just to kind of like. <laughs> man, Seattle freeze. Man, this place is. I always tell people it's like going out. It's like trying to date different versions of Winona Ryder in the nineties. Oh, okay. like I yeah, get yeah. it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. You're, you're, you're scorned. Yeah. You're, 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 you're goth. But it's 2018. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but anyway, I, I reached out online and I had um, befriended um, a trans, uh, trans, trans woman. And she was like, uh, yo, you want to go out and get coffee? And I was like, mm, oh, I don't know. You're like, and I felt like shit afterwards because I'm a person who talks about the rights of all, all the yeah. people. And like, I felt like I wasn't living what I was saying because here I am talking about it. But I'm thinking, oh, shit, I wonder, you know, people going to see me and think, oh, and you know what's sad? Like. Cause you you meet a lot of people who are who actually um, I know trans like and I I hate to generalize yeah you know but like you you get some people with trans who like who are um, sex workers and things like that yeah and all you the know, LGBTQ and all yeah you get a lot of sex workers and yeah. that shit and so at the time I thought about that and I was like I don't want anybody thinking I'm out like that you know what I'm saying I felt bad about it and I told I declined it and I felt bad later on and I was like ah. Cause we're just friends. Nothing was gonna pop off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I could have been better at that. And I think uh, later on, I was I, I agreed to be with somebody and uh, we had a good time and it was cool. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing, nothing popped off. It's just two people hanging out. For real. But yeah. I think when when it's seen and it needs to be a regular thing. When it's seen, it doesn't need to be weird. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I think they have a lot of issues. I um, that's why I've been so pro. Um, I watched the mo- the show Pose, Pose on FX. You should check it out if you haven't. I have not it's, seen it. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of cable, but yeah. No, it's big on the trans community and the upbringing of that. And I thought that shit was amazing. You yeah, know? I thought it was great and good for the culture of of their culture and what they have. You know, um, what do you think of like shows like speaking of like representation? What do you think? has been like a proper representation of what your culture is oh my gosh uh i i mean for like my mind jumps to queer as folk yeah as being kind of very you know formative for me i think Mm -hmm. that a lot of it's very stereotypical when you look back at it but it's also (laughs) you, you know very real relationships are going on and um it it talked about things that were definitely happening in gay uh gay community uh so that one for me i think will always have a special place in my heart and i watched it when i was like a teenager and i like secretly watched it yeah because i didn't want my parents to know i was watching yeah 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 so i I, I, all right so i have to ask you what was your coming out story like uh it's not too exciting uh i just like I think I texted my mom. <laughs> fucking millennials. All right, go ahead. And then she called me, and I was like, yeah, I've been living with a guy for, like, three years. She's like, and he, I so? brought. I keep bringing him to family functions. You <laughs> should stop calling him my friend. <laughs> and then she got really awkward. Like, she, she was totally in denial. I mean, she's good now, but, like, she... 
I, I don't know. It's just weird for me because, like, it was so obvious to me. Yeah. Well, how was it obvious, though? Like, because you don't... I like, never had a girlfriend. Yeah. And I've never, it, like, talked about having, wanting a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I, like, lived with a bunch, like, different guys and... Yeah, I don't I don't know. I just didn't like I guess I'm straight passing and I didn't realize I was that straight passing. Yeah, or uh, to the people who just ignore it. Yeah. I remember I had a um I had a moment where we we in we in the city like, you know, if you don't hate them, you must beat them. You know what I'm saying? I had a friend of mine who came out as as gay and we would hang out every now and then. And then I, I remember my mom was like, "Baby, are you?" And I was like, "No." Oh. No, I'm not. Like, it's not. Why is this a thing? You know what I'm saying? I had that happen. And it was all type of shit. I guess the I, best gay yeah. coming out story I've had was um, in college, I made a bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this is when I started coming out to people. I came mm-hmm. out to one person in high school. Mm-hmm. And she never, like, built off of that. Like, I told her one night, it's super late at night. And then, like, yeah. and, like she never ever said anything. Really? Yeah. So I was like, That's did I, me. did it even happen? You know, like, but then I started again when I was in college, it was all yeah. these new people. And I came out to a bunch of guys who like, we would hang out and, and party and stuff. Mm. And they were like, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, okay. And I was like, you right, I'm fucking I was wrong. like, so unexpected to get <laughs> that res- the response. I was like, I didn't. I'm not. Really? <laughs> really? Oh man. I I think I, think I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I you know what's funny? I think um I think being exposed to and I always say people need to talk to people outside of their social circle. Oh, absolutely. In order to understand their lives. Yeah. I really like to credit and this is so oh my god. I don't really want to promote them, but I got to do it. Um I would like to promote or promote oh god see that's 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 brainwashing um i would like to credit my experience at the w hotel for exposing me to the gay culture like w hotel was so it was so awesome is that that big building and in, in the u district that's got the w yeah it is it okay. has the w yeah they okay. have the w on um, the w hotel is like total gay culture. like is it? i thought i thought gm stood for gay manager and so, <laughs> so like is that's a dorm, isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 not that that place. Oh, okay. Something else. That's the University of Washington. But downtown, there's a W. But when W was first popping off, um, I was a I was a I started off as a bellhop there. And then oh. I worked my way up to like an overnight manager. But in the process of that, I realized most gay people, a lot of gay people worked in the um hospitality industry. Oh yeah, yeah. And particularly the W Hotel, which was really gay friendly. And um Getting to know people for who they were, like I, I had a mentor, a friend of mine, and I never thought about like his sexuality or anything. And um, he he helped me out, like he got me. I remember, I, and I, he's still a good friend of mine. Hey Jeff, we uh, <laughs> still a good up, friend Jeff? of mine. He got me into like working out and getting myself together, and he helped me eventually promote. He actually helped me promote my life, like. Um, I went from bellman to a supervisor because of him, because he coached me on everything. And um, and I remember, you know, when I got up to move move from New Orleans to Chicago, which I still credit that with saving my life, honestly. Um, 
I had a couple of friends of mine who helped me move out there, and I, I'll never forget that. But anyway, when I got out there, he was like, hey, Chris, let's have lunch. I was like, cool. He was like, cool. I'll cook at my house. I'm like, fine. So I go to, he, I meet him at the bus stop. We walk, we walk to his apartment. And then right before he, we walk in, he goes, by the way, I have to tell you something. I'm like, what? He was like, I'm gay, and I've been living with my partner for years. Here. <laughs> I'm like, so his partner's first, first expression to me is me going, what the fuck? You know, like, because oh, no. I didn't know. It wasn't like I was homophobic. It was just like, this is what you spring on me at this moment. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was like, holy shit. And it was just, it was a, the night turned into an interesting evening because I was like, I had all the new questions. What the fuck, sir? You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was fun. And that and meeting so many great and wonderful gay men um, and gay women. They were just awesome. And to know that it is it is perfectly okay to be friends yeah. and not involve your dick in everything. I think that as a straight male, it humbles you a little bit to like value true friendships and true people. And so I've I've learned so much from them. I've worked with um a bunch of gay people and I know you all are listening, uh from the W years. Thank you all for molding me to be a better person in society because it's because of all these experiences I've had with them. I, I feel humanized me. Yeah. And made me a more open person towards people. So I appreciate that so much and I'm so grateful to them. Um and that that's always been a big thing, man. There's so a, anyway yeah. there's a lot of really great uh queer comedy going on. Yeah. And uh in in the Puget Sound area. Like uh there's a show down in Olympia called Almost Woke. <laughs> almost woke. Almost woke. Not quite, but almost. almost All right, woke. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I like it. And they they feature a lot of queer and uh, uh, people of color, and they're just like, it's such a positive show, and that's mm -hmm. part of the the comedy culture around here that I think it is is growing, and like that really attracted me to getting into stand up. Yeah. Versus improv. I mean, it that. Improv is always dope, but improv is always like a team sport, so yeah. everybody's very supportive. But absolutely, uh, getting that same kind of vibe from comedy is, mm -hmm. or from stand up is like do important. You, do you feel like I mean I know that in certain cities there's like comedy, um, like comedy culture with a bunch of comedians. They kind of hang out and things like. Oh that. yeah, yeah, it's very clicky. It's very clicky. Yeah. How how do you feel about the comedy troupe in Tacoma per se? Uh, like I said, there's a. There's a group of people who are very, very, um, they're good. They're very, very good. They're, they're, mm -hmm. they're basically avoid anything that's like hateful. They don't want to tell jokes if it makes somebody like hurt. Right? Well, yeah, but I, you know what? And I'm of the mind that you should say whatever the fuck makes people uncomfortable. I am all about like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not about offensive comedy just to be offensive. Yeah, that's what I. I don't. I don't think with. I am. I am all about like witty. Like you can make you can make race jokes work. You oh, can yeah, make absolutely. gay jokes work. You know what I'm saying? You can make like you can make Holocaust jokes work. Yeah. It all depends on how smart you are to to send that message across. And but I'm all about. Because we're all like we're all thinking horrible things, so I think it's cool to to like say those things without being offensive. Yeah, and to come from a place of love and not hate. 
Exactly. You know, I think that is that is definitely an important thing. And I think I I do think though that comedy has for so long been controlled by a bunch of straight white men, mm-hmm. and they. You know, they would say whatever they wanted, and they would get a lot of laughs for things, mm. and they would uh, hurt people. In particular, like, I remember just in the few months when I started, just like going to open mics over and over and over again, I would hear so many, uh, basically the same trans joke, like, mm-hmm. like making this joke off of the idea that, hey, if people can, can just assume like say they're another gender mm-hmm. then i i can say i'm a turtle or that's, a, that's or, stupid and or whatever yeah you know they take on that joke that stuff is like but i do like you know telling uh, the police that i'm a white woman <laughs> i feel like that is right but that's yeah that's not the, that's not i don't that's think not, that's making fun of trans no, people no that's making fun of white women yeah <laughs> and so <laughs> or police also. or police fuck them anyway <laughs> uh so <laughs> What do you think is like the, I don't know, what do you you feel like is a particular goal for you as a comedian? Well, I already hit my first goal, which was like to, to get paid. Okay, that's dope. So I got paid doing a show. I got paid doing a couple shows. What? Getting um, this money. And Look at you. I mean, not a lot. But, like, but still. Yeah. That's good. So then, like, the next goal would probably be to, to headline, to be, like, the top name on the bill. Word. Yeah. And um, I got to do some writing, though. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, it takes a lot of good writing. Yeah. And, um, like, I remember watching certain people such as, like, Cat Williams do their thing. One of the things I, I love about Cat Williams, he's crazy. He's so crazy. He's crazy, but I love his comedy. Yeah. He does a great bit of comedy. Very physical, very obs. Observation comedy. I love observation yeah. comedy. Observation. That's what. That's one of the things that made Seinfeld so fucking awesome. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's not the outrageous shit. Sometimes it's just the simple shit that makes things funny. Yeah. Did you like the Boondocks, the cartoon? Yeah, fucking right. Yeah. yeah. I love, love the Boondocks. Cat that Williams shit was on great. Cat Williams, a pimp named Slipback. <laughs> like I love. Um, I actually loved him. He's nominated for an Emmy this year. Really? For, for the um the comedy Atlanta. He, oh yeah, he's got he got back in it because yeah, he got in trouble for a little. Yeah, bit. he got in trouble for a little bit. He was dealing with some things. He did a comedy special recently on Netflix. By the way, it's pretty good. Where he does something, I think is very. Um, it's hard to do. I love when comics do things that are hard to do. Speaking of Atlanta, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. A big two thumbs up. That yeah, guy absolutely. Kills it. Kills it all the time. He is. He is a person who who who's a better comedian. Better rapper, better singer, better he, person. Yeah, better person. I was like motherfucker. Every time I watch him, I had to tear up my damn rhyme book. Even in that, I hate him. That music video where he takes off his shirt and he's just like, yeah, like he's making it's body body positivity better than I could ever. Exactly. Do. <laughs> I was like motherfucker. It's just like, oh. do you think that um man? So all right. So recently, I watched a documentary on HBO about Robin Williams and his life oh, yeah. and everything. That was that was real. And I love Robin Williams, yeah. and I remember being so sad when he passed away, but I understood his pain. Yeah. Do you think that, like, comedy comes from a place of pain in certain ways? I think that's a myth. That's a myth? I think that's, that's mm. uh, comes from the same myth that all art comes from a place of suffering, and yeah. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think they, I think 
I think pain helps. I think it comes from a place of honesty. Yeah, it comes from a place of honesty. I think that pain has... I think pain helps. Yeah. Are in, in certain cases. Because when you're depressed, you still don't write. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when you're depressed, you're still not as productive. Exactly. Because depression is depression. And it's not like... If it was like that, I would have had a ton of albums done. You know what I'm saying? Like... Oh shit! Like I would have been excited. Oh shit! My life is falling down. Niggas about to get these bars, yo. It's hard this to write. Shit's about to be dope. It's hard to write jokes when you're depressed. Yeah, it really I've is. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I've been no. there recently. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I don't think that's a real thing, but you know, it's a myth. Yeah. It's a myth that happens. They yeah. be like comedy comes from a dark place, and I don't, I don't necessarily find that to be true. But I, I I had to ask you because you're a comedian. I'm not. Uh, well, I, yeah. I, I mean, it can come from a dark place. It just Absolutely. comes from speaking honestly about your like experiences what do you think about people saying like pretty much the outlandish things like do you think comedy is meant to i guess spit in the face of social um comfort uh yeah i think in it, cases. i think it does have a place in in sort of the culture where it can challenge what people believe and get away with it mm-hmm. where other things can't yeah. Um but that can be used for good or evil. Indeed. Um so I mean e- e- yeah. I mean it's up to it's it's up to the comedian. Yeah. 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 I feel that. I could definitely feel that. I think that what is I, I would feel what is your goal on that stage? Like I know it's to make people laugh in general. But so, is there like a depending on Let's say you get your one hour special. Let's let's describe that. Let's say you get a one hour special. Right. What is it showing on? Like, feel free to be selfish. Sure. What is sure, it showing sure. on? Well, I mean, my first love is is always improv. Improv. And uh, what we're doing here up in Tacoma uh-huh. is what's called long form improv. Yeah. Um, which is basically narrative improv. It's telling a story. Mm-hmm. So. We'll tell we'll tell Kale. We'll tell a thirty minute, thirty five minute story right. with has all these different characters and all these um uh fleshed out people. Yeah. That's that really attracts me. Awesome. Awesome. Um so when I'm doing stand up, my end game is to be able to do like storytelling mm. stand up, which is really, really hard. And That's really great, by it's the way. Really hard. Yes. Because especially when you're going to like an open mic where you get mm-hmm. four minutes, it's hard to tell a story uh, in, in four, four minutes. minutes. <laughs> especially like like when you have to deal with possible hecklers. Yeah. Like, how do you deal with hecklers? Have you ever had one? Uh, I haven't myself had hecklers so much yeah. as I've had like people who are just like talking to each other loudly uh-huh. and they don't know how loud they're being. Oh, that's annoying. Do you call uh, it out? N- uh, well, I haven't. I haven't mastered the skill, but I've watched how other comics deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my first instinct as a Pacific Northwester was just to kind of shoot them a sort of like evil glance, like "Hey, mm. <laughs> that doesn't kind of work because it's super passive." Yeah, it's obviously it's super passive. <laughs> oh man, these people match the and weather. Man. And then I see, anyway, yeah. yeah, right. Yes. And then I see like uh, comics who've been doing this for years, and they, they just call it out. They're like, "Hey, you dumb drunk people." Yeah. What are you doing? I don't know. I I personally like as a person. I thought about doing stand up once. I am terrified of it. I feel like it. I can do it. Yeah. 
But one day I'll probably have a little liquid courage and I'll do an open mic one day. Who knows? There's lots of people who, who just do it like just maybe once or twice just to be like, I can do it. Yeah. Um, I it, want I want to try it. It's the thing I want to try. An old friend of mine is actually blowing up. Not blowing up, but he's coming up in the ranks of stand-up comedy in New Orleans. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I think it's cool. Like, we are... It's a, we have an interesting background story, but uh, but he's a he's a friend of mine for lack of a better term, and um, <laughs> and he's doing his thing. Shout out John Reynolds, and he's he's got everything going on. It's, it's John Riddles. John Reynolds. Reynolds. Reynolds, not Reynolds. Riddles. I think I'll give him that. Um, All right. That that'll be interesting. John, um, if he changed it. This is to John Reynolds. Right, John Reynolds. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> this is a big plug for John Reynolds. Yeah, right it's here. A big <laughs> ass plug. Um, here, I'll I'll let him know. Um, but now nah, I listened to some of his stand up, and I was like, this is pretty fucking funny. Yeah, that is it's pretty awesome to see it like uh, almost like a different side of him. Yeah, in a sense, because it's not like my everyday conversation. Local yeah. local comics are surprisingly good. I I feel like Absolutely. you know a lot of people come out to the open mics and mm-hmm. they're expecting a comedy like a, a polished comedy show and they yeah. leave disappointed. But if you go to one of the showcases where the local comics are mm-hmm. delivering their worked out material, yeah, you can get pretty good shows here for a decent dollar. Definitely. Yeah, I know. There's the um. What are your thoughts on the dope show? The dope show out here for anybody who's listening. <laughs> The Dope Show is a is a Washington original. It's when people come out, they do a set, then they go in the back and smoke a bunch of weed and come out and do a different set but high. There's variations. Um on it's it. like a continuation yeah. joke of hey, have you ever done this? Have you ever done this on weed? Yeah. You know, so like it's a continuation of that old John John Stewart joke from Half Baked. Um, I've never, I've never actually thought? seen one. You never seen one? I've never gone and watched. Oh, you one. gotta go. No, I gotta take you, man. You gotta go. <laughs> It'll be fun. But my feeling uh, yeah. as as a producer of uh, improv is that it's a gimmick, and that I would. It's a total gimmick. Yeah, I would not be that impressed. Yeah, it is but, a gimmick. Uh, and as a performer, when I'm doing improv, I don't. I don't drink, I don't imbibe, I don't do anything before it. Yeah, absolutely. but it's very acting heavy. Like I'm, I consider improv well, absolutely. closer to acting than I do stand up comedy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, substances like okay, when I'm doing stand up, I'll have a glass of wine. Absolutely, yeah. Before, yeah. Uh, but I would, I fear what would happen if I was. Truly fucked up. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, you don't need you don't need that. I don't think the world needs that right now. Like I I don't think the world needs me fucked up on stage. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna say a bunch of person like the whole next day I'm gonna be apologizing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like, hey, listen, I know what I said on stage. Yeah. Shit. I just, <laughs> I just don't think I would be funny and I wouldn't no. be aware nah, uh, of that, anything that I was doing. More, I think that's what happened to dude off Seinfeld uh who fucked up and said nigga. Kramer? Yeah, Kramer. Kramer? Yeah. Kramer probably got fucked up before stage. Chappelle has such a great bit about like wishing he was in the audience while Kramer was delivering that really? career ruining. Oh my god, what is that that like? I need to see it. Is it on the special? It's on YouTube. Yeah, you oh, can really? find it. Oh really? I got to check that yeah. out. Like 
I went to a Dave Chappelle's. He is truly a master of the craft. He's so good. Yeah, he's really good. Like I, he jokes about how good he is. He is not playing. Yeah, like he is that I mean, good. He's pissed me off a few times with his opinions, but he's Absolutely, still super yeah. funny. Yeah. I think. I think even in that, I think he comes back and apologizes for yeah. it. I know he said some things about the trans community. Or he's very which, real. Yeah, yeah, and he, he apologized because he was like, you know. But I, I agree with him. Is I can't apologize for anything he says on stage, because you're not supposed to. Yeah, we're performers, man. Our job is to make people laugh, and our, our job is to entertain. Right. And we sometimes we say some shit. And he's on a journey, as yeah. you know, everybody. Absolutely, is, yeah. everybody learns. I think, I think in society we don't allow people to evolve as much now. We don't. And we don't. And this, this Twitter thing that's going on right now where everybody's deleting yeah it deletes with this but it gets captured on stage like with James Gunn and the um fucking um Guardians of the Galaxy shit Dan Harmon's doing it too really yeah he's deleted all his his old stuff that's crazy it's like but it's like how do we how do we deal with that I've always said it's who you are now like yeah there's some things that I said when I was like 21 22 it wasn't recorded but, like, there's some things that I said when I was 21, 22 that I'd be like, that I remember. And I'm going, yeah, man, I probably shouldn't have said that shit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can't, like, I always tell people, you know, um, when you think of, like, um, Malcolm, you know, Malcolm um, X. X. Malcolm X went through. It was either Malcolm X changes. or Malcolm in the middle. I'm no, not sure. Malcolm in the middle went through a lot of changes, too. Yeah. But, you know, Malcolm X, I was talking about Red, um, Detroit Red. And, like, he went through three major changes. He went from Malcolm X, I mean, Malcolm Little to yeah. Malcolm X, and then from Malcolm X to El Hash, uh, yeah. Shabazz. And, like, those are three significant changes. Yeah. And you can't, you can't doubt his significant change. Like, you can't say he changed and he's faking it. You know what I'm saying? Because li- each one he lived and died by who he was. Yeah. And I think that we should allow people to change. Now, if there's still a piece of shit to this day... If they're Harvey Weinstein in it, yeah, you know what I'm saying. If they're they're doing these things currently at this moment, yeah, punish them. Throw throw them to the wolves. I think we're just now dealing with the implications of uh, uh, what Twitter and Facebook mean to have a record of everything we've ever thought. Yes, <laughs> and now we're like, okay, it should make how think. long is like our forgiveness period of like how yeah. stupid you were in your twenties. Yeah, I think. Um, oh, recently, I think uh, Netflix said they'll be okay with Unzi's Unsorry yeah. coming back, which I loved. Masters of None, I think it's great. And honestly, if I can be real with you, I'm getting going to get in trouble for this. Yeah, but I don't you think, are. You should yeah. just shut up right now. No, fuck it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna keep it. Uh, I'm gonna keep it a Franklin, a Ben Frank, right now. And so the thing is, um. <laughs> Nah, I think Aziz and Sorry, while that situation was awkward. Yeah. What person hasn't been through an awkward situation on a date? Yeah. He did not he did not rape the woman or whatnot. Um it was a situation where it was a communication issue. I think yes, he was wrong. He did not use that for the benefit of getting a job. Yeah. He did not rape he did not rape the woman. Granted it was a very uncomfortable last date. Yeah. He did not rape this woman. Like, yeah. You should definitely get teased by his boys. Like, yo, man, like, don't do that shit again. That was stupid. But I don't think he should have lost his job over it. You know what I'm saying? I think no, that was. I don't think so either. I, I think when you get into those, like, blurred lines of that, like, rape is rape. Yeah. You can all agree that rape is rape. 
when wrong is wrong, wrong is wrong. I think that um, what Harvey Weinstein did, did was... Did Aziz apologize, though? Absolutely. He did? Okay. It's all in the apology. Yeah. Look at one of the worst it's situations important. ever. It's important. It's an important part. Yeah. One of the worst situations ever was Kevin Spacey. Yeah. He, Kevin Spacey's... Oh, my God. <laughs> Kevin Spacey's apology ruined his career. He did. Because he's like, oh, you, you've been accused of sexually harassing me. Oh, but I'm gay, though. Like, no, nigga. Like, no. Yes. Because that's, and you know what's fucked up? Like, the first thing I see on my Facebook is somebody retweeting that interview, uh, somebody quoting that interview going, see, I told you gay people are pedophile. Like, oh, why no. do you think gay people are pedophile? Like, it, it creates no. that, it supports that rhetoric that gay people are pedophiles, which we all know is bad shit. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, pedophiles are pedophiles. They are straight pedophiles. They are gay pedophiles. Yeah. But they are all pedophiles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like... I was such a I big fan was, of yeah. Kevin Spacey, too. I, I understand. I Me, was, too. I was such a big... Such like, a good actor. He was my favorite actor, really. But he fucked up. He really did. He really... And he let everybody down. Like, when you fuck up with the gays... First of all, the gays are petty. So, like, we remember everything. We are not... Yeah. They remember everything. And I saying we... Um, but like, you know, it's funny. If he wanted our support, yeah, he had to come out way before that. Absolutely, yeah. but like, that's not the right time to come out. No, that's a that is that's not the that worst is like defense. Yeah, it's the worst defense. I'm saying we like, you know, um, like I'm gay. Um, but other than that, but no, nah, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I am not. Uh, okay, just to clarify. Uh, you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. You, ladies, you heard it here. The rumors are not true. The rumors are not true. Um, so <laughs> I think. I think. I always say. I think sexuality is a spectrum. Oh, it totally is. Is a spectrum. I think everybody's a little like. I remember fucking with my straight friend. Like you know, just one of my dudes when I we all in there, and I would fuck with him, and I'd be like, "Dog, like, why do you like watching the 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 guy?" And the woman's sucking the guy. He's like, because I can picture oh, yeah, myself. Yeah, it's the well, straight guys who only watch lesbian porn because there's oh, yeah. only women in there. <laughs> exactly. But I don't watch, you know, and I said it before, I don't, I don't really fuck with lesbian porn. The main reason why oh, is because it's not that. for me. Yeah, yeah. It's not for me. Nah. Yeah. I like I like straight ass porn because I'm a straight dude. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes a little group play. Because group play is awesome. And I'm a team player. Uh, I'm st- strictly gay porn. Strictly gay porn? Yeah. You don't... Have you... You've never... Are you like what, what my friend likes to call a platinum gay? Um, he, he's <laughs> no, never... No. Um, he's never been with a woman at all. He was um, like, you're a platinum gay. He said he's a platinum gay. Never touched a vagina. Never No comment. No comment? No comment. This is the only no comment I get out this whole fucking interview? Yeah, I don't... I don't... I don't... You fucked her. That's what happened. Like, I'm sure. I don't. So, I've never. No. I've never had relationships with a uh, cisgendered woman. Interesting. I like the way you answered that. That was goddamn very, very cognizant. Toast, toast. That was. <laughs> that was very. Uh, that was very political. You. Uh, I used to do student congress. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Boy, you learn how to lie well, sir. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome, man. I think. Um, so for you, what's next, man? Like, what do you? I know you you work in the ranks of the comedy scene out uh, here. I, I what would you, you like to do within the next year? I don't think 
of like my art as a career. I'm, sadly, okay. I don't think it's it's gonna make me money. Mm-hmm. So I I just try and push it in like to make it better. Absolutely. Like um, one of the things my long term goals is to build an improv scene in Tacoma that is uh, good. Like 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 that that people actually respect. Word. Um and and we I think are doing a good job with that. There's there's, there's Fool's Play. Yeah. And there's another group called McGrog Zoo. Okay. And we uh, the interesting thing is we're both doing sim like they're doing long form storytelling mm-hmm. type of improv, which is my favorite type of improv. Yeah. And also like there's a lot of crap improv out there. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of crap. A lot of trash shit out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 the the training wheels for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Doing uh what doing short form games that's super, you know, low hanging fruit. Yeah. Uh but the the nice thing about Tacoma is you've got two really good groups. Good. That are doing this like narrative like it's you go there and you almost watch a movie. Yeah, it, and it's it a feels funny like it. and it's real mm-hmm. and the people who are into it are really like professional actors. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. I love it cuz you get a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah, and um I remember going to and I wish I could go to more fools play cuz they they're very talented and I I love knowing them. I love getting lost in the music. I love getting lost in the art. Well, you know, Fool's Play is kind of franchised now, right? No, haven't. There's a there's the sh- there's what we do in Olympia is the very sort of like show of the week kind of thing. Yeah, which is what we used to do, and now in Tacoma, we do. I'm almost the producer of the show now. Okay. Um, I'm, I don't have an official title or anything. Word. But this was like my vision, and I ran auditions and like auditions. Yeah, yeah. I brought people onto this who are interested in this sort of vision. Um, mm-hmm. We tell that s- long form storytelling, no structure, no Word. structure at all. Whereas okay. down in Olympia, they have structures. They like they know they're going to hit this point and this point and this point. Like there's going to be three characters one of them is going to have a conflict with another one and like yeah. that kind of thing okay. but w- here up here in Tacoma it's totally free form okay and uh you know the risks are higher but the mm. rewards are s- to me they're so much higher as well okay yeah that's awesome man yeah that's awesome i think that's great um you are just like what you're within a year of stand up comedy yeah um I don't know what it, I know that you know every as an artist we're, we're just, you're in the middle of that grind like you're just working on the craft and perfecting the craft in general like I feel like you know you you you're pretty much getting into your stride yeah you know what I'm saying like what places do you frequent actually Bob's Java Jive <laughs> Bob's Java Jive? Yeah, that is my... Where the fuck is that, man? You've never been to Bob's? No, I don't think I have. All right, it's down in Alley Valley. It's on South Tacoma Way. Okay. Uh, it's the teapot-shaped building. Okay. Or the coffee pot-shaped building. I mean, I think it's a teapot, but... Got yeah. you, got yeah. you. You uh, do Shaka Bra? I've done Shaka Bra. I know the guys who run that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I did an improv uh, like uh, class with them. Oh, word. With, uh, yeah. Okay. So they're, right. they're good people. Nice, 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 um, man. And Chakra Bra's uh, fun. It's a fun room, but my my home has got to be 
Bob's. Bob's? Yeah. All right. Bob's spot. All right. Yeah. Um, so what's so special about Bob's? It's it's basically all comics. I mean, there, there are a few people come in and just, like, come in and watch it. But, like, mm-hmm. it's such a, uh, uh, you know, like a, a board to just throw ideas off of. Yeah. And, like, play around. And, like the freedom of expression and the stakes are so low like people really give you honesty in that room i think interesting yeah well shocker bra is a, a fun room and i like doing shocker bra and there's some cool people who come like from out of town to do shocker bra word um but but bob's is my like uh it's like my workhouse okay you know, gotcha like my laboratory that's, that's the dojo yeah it's Jojo where you practice. Yeah. Still sharp as steel, man. I like that. I and like then, that, man. And then I haven't done TCC. No, not TCC I, yet. I have not done TCC. There's some drama going on with TCC. Really? Yeah. In terms of... Yeah, I don't know if I want to, uh, you know, dish it out today, nah, nah, but nah. like we don't have to, we don't have to. There's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's some mm-hmm. concerns among the community about how that place is managed. Really? Yeah. So. Interesting. Well, all right, man. But dude, I feel like we definitely have to have you back, man. I feel like this is a growing process. I feel like we had to come back and talk about more shit, man. You oh know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this would be cool, man. It's been a pleasure actually meeting you, my dude. Absolutely. Like this has been awesome, man. I appreciate this all. Uh, I'm actually shaking hands with him. Yeah. This is different. Like, this is my first real conversation with him, man. So, this has been fun. Um, I appreciate you being here and taking your time out to come and holler at me, man. It's yeah, been good. It's I feel like. Fun to be in a studio again. It's been a while. Thank yeah. you, man. It's good to, like, learn yeah. um, about your experience and your life and how it is and find common ground. I think that's always a good thing in general. Um, when people get the chance to know each other, but it's very good. I feel like I know you a little bit more now, yeah, man. So likewise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, man. So um, before we go, I always like to give people a chance to say like any parting, like anything that you take from this situation, or anything that you like to say before we out of it. Support local artists, mm. like so much, people. I Indeed. mean, Indeed. get away from the Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> like go out and and give these local artists some of your time and your attention because we we form so many connections as a community together yeah. when you do that. Like Definitely. I mean, I mean, yeah, we all have like feelings for the the stars who are on Netflix, but you're never gonna meet them. You're never gonna meet them. <laughs> you can go out and meet some great artists today, today. and form connections with them. Yeah, that's real shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's real shit, man. But thank you very much for joining in with me man um it's been a pleasure dude it's been a pleasure this was fun it was really fun and i appreciate your energy i appreciate your experience man uh thank you very much for hollering me everybody this was josh heard man josh heard look out for him you're gonna hear more shit from him good comedy good good improv and i appreciate his presence man thank you all for listening to chris talks And remember, be good to people. Be good to your people. Thanks so much. Peace.